0: Hey there, Laura here. For a couple of weeks, the podcast team is going to be taking a summer break, but don't worry, there still will be new episodes each week. For the next four weeks, we are jumping back to share a few of the most viewed sessions at the past church mental health Summit. I can't wait to share some of these fantastic talks and resources with you. And I'm excited to share that the 2020 summit is open for registration. Over 50 speakers from around the world are coming together to equip the local church to support mental health in their church and community. To register for free and to check out all those speakers, go to churchmentalhealthsummit.com. From Hope Made Strong, this is the Care Ministry Podcast, a show about equipping ministry leaders and transforming communities through care. Supporting those in your church and community not only changes individuals' lives, But it grows and strengthens the church but we want to do that without burning out so listen in as we learn about tools strategies and resources that'll equip your team and strengthen hope i'm laura howe and welcome to the care ministry podcast The show today is a flashback to one of the top viewed sessions of our 2021, that's just last year, Mental Health Summit with Grace Shim. Grace is a therapist and director of global advancement with Cornerstone Counseling Foundation, which is located in Thailand and provides professional mental health services for Christian global workers and the local Thai community. Her talk title caught everyone's attention. It was titled, What We Wish Missionaries Knew About Their Mental Health and Well-Being, A Counseling Staff's Perspective, and it lives up to that name, let me tell you. Thousands of missionaries have received professional mental health care at Cornerstone Counseling over the last 16 years. And when I spoke with Grace about what she was to prepare and to present at the summit, she had this idea of polling all the counselors to see what their top things that counselors wish missionaries knew about their mental health and serving in ministry. (laughs) That was brilliant. I loved that idea. Grace's goal of this session was to increase awareness of common concerns people have so that you would know that you are not alone and that there is support for you. In this session, you will be encouraged with practical steps towards greater healing and wholeness. Well ministry is a calling and God is faithful. There are still life challenges that can trip us up. Grace offers some incredible strategies to maintain our well-being and prevent mental health struggles. Leaders, whether you are local on the U.S. or in Canada or in whatever country you are or if you are on mission... Let me tell you, this session is gonna be for you.
1: Hi everyone, I wanna welcome you to this presentation on what we wish missionaries knew about their mental health and well being a counseling staff perspective. My name is Grace Shim and I am a licensed therapist and the Director of Global Advancement for Cornerstone Counseling in Chiang Mai, Thailand. I've been serving overseas in mission for about 20 years um, in Kyrgyzstan, Thailand, and now living in the Middle East working remotely. Cornerstone was founded in 2004 with a vision to provide professional mental health care to missionaries. And in recent years, we've actually expanded our mission into the Thai community with clinical and community services. And since our founding, thousands of missionaries, single, married, and families have walked through our doors. I remember my first months at Cornerstone, new to the mission community in Chiang Mai and learning what was unique about providing counseling to missionaries. To be honest, this wasn't a demographic that I associated with counseling needs. I walked out into the waiting room and was surprised to see a prominent missionary couple waiting to be seen. It seemed to me that most in our community had it together, happy lives and successful ministries. Outwardly, at least, they seemed to be flourishing. But in that first year of counseling, I quickly discovered that missionaries all seemed to have something difficult going on behind closed doors. It wasn't just cross-cultural adjustment issues. It was depression, trauma, addictions, marriage and children issues, and so many other things. I learned that missionaries are broken and struggling like the rest of humanity and needed help. But I also discovered that they are incredibly resilient and can learn to be resilient. We have left the familiar behind to follow God's calling into a new culture and language, which comes with many challenges. We see how God created us with this instinctive drive to survive and thrive, which helps us to rise up from pretty difficult situations. It's almost as if God brings us overseas to do a transformative work in us so that he can accomplish his work through us. But that isn't always the case. Many do discover ways to thrive and serve and who God created them to be, but some do not and either return home home or remain in service, leaving a wake of pain and broken relationships behind them. So this presentation is based on the input that I received from our counseling staff who serve in mission themselves and have a deep care for our clients and their healing. I asked them, what do you wish you could share with missionaries? What do you want them to know based on the counseling that you've observed with them? And There were a lot of answers. Uh, I chose the top four to share with you today. My hope is that whether you are serving overseas or care for someone who does, that this will encourage you to value even more the importance of mental health care, which we are now seeing at the forefront, especially given the effects of the pandemic over this last year. So let's jump in. First, your emotional and mental well-being matters and impacts those who are closest to you. Some of our clients have this tendency to spiritualize the struggles in their lives. They often say things like, My problems are because I just need more faith, or I just need to be more disciplined with my time with Him. I'm a new creation in Christ. Why focus on the past? God's going to work it all out for good. I just need to forgive and move on. And while this might be true, it often neglects God's important healing work of wounds of our past, unresolved grief and trauma that often keeps us stuck and ineffective in our ministry and relationships. There seems to be something about serving overseas that brings these things to the surface. Cracks in marriages are torn open, childhood messages whisper like you are not good enough, you're not worthy, or we find ourselves repeating behaviors that we vow we never would. And when we ignore our mental and emotional health, It ends up spilling to those around us with things like anger or anxiety and stress, among other things. And people around you may not feel okay to share with you how you're impacting them, but it might be worth asking them, especially your teammates, your spouse, and your children. God wants to care for all of you, your mind, your soul, and your heart. Your mental health matters to him. So please take it seriously and don't spiritualize or rationalize it away. If it's not just for your sake, at least for the sake of those that you love. Second, seek help before it becomes a crisis. I've counseled a number of missionary couples over the years who have been married for over 20 years. They come in on the brink of separation or because of an affair or caught in like rigid cycles of like intense conflict. And when I ask when they first notice the issues, they admit that there were signs in the first years. It's so much more challenging because now there are years of pain and offenses that we need to work through. There's more to repair and more to restore. Also, it's really important to know that when we wait until we're in crisis to get help, that our brains move into survival mode. And This makes it more challenging as we need to spend the initial sessions just disarming the body's alarm system which keeps in this very reactive posture or very shut down. When clients seek help at the point of being suicidal, extremely burned out, highly distressed, or acting out in really destructive ways, the healing process takes much longer than if they came earlier when first signs and symptoms were showing. So, we're encouraging you that when you see some warning signs, it's better to seek help early instead of waiting until it's threatening your health, your marriage, your family, or even your life. We do that with cancer. We hope to catch it early at stage one, because when it gets to stage four, it's often too late. So, reach out before it gets to that point. Third, attend to the grief, loss, and transition. Now I could easily spend a few hours on this point alone, just giving you examples from my own life and the stories of clients who find themselves face-to-face with grief that they weren't aware of. You know, missionary life has been described as a series of hellos and goodbyes, with many different losses scattered throughout. The problem is that these losses don't always seem very valid, like the death of a loved one, but are rather many, many deaths or what the author Ruth Van Rieken describes as hidden losses. These seemingly small moments of yet another friend leaving, a ministry disappointment, missing key life events, losing a sense of home, they all accumulate. And studies show that ignoring or suppressing emotions like sadness can often lead to depression and anxiety. These are actually the two top issues that we see a cornerstone among missionaries. And we find that unresolved grief is one of the major factors contributing to it. So you see, the purpose of sadness is actually to prompt us to reach out for comfort. But some of us feel we don't have someone that we can do that with safely. Or we feel that we don't even know what it means to grieve. It's not something that most of us were taught or was modeled for us. And honestly, who has time to be sad when there are so many demands in our lives? So I encourage you to stop and consider what might be some of your losses that you're experiencing or that your kids or your family are experiencing. If you're not sure how to help you or your family talk about them, then seek out resources. Counseling can provide a safe space for you to finally slow down, to give yourself permission to grieve. And I can't emphasize how important that is. Fourth. The purpose of the Great Commission can come at the cost of the greatest commandment. In other words, we see the toll that it takes on clients and their families when love of ministry success is valued over love for God, self, and others, particularly those closest to you. Now, it makes sense how success in ministry can take top priority. We leave our home and those we love. Sometimes some of us have sold all that we have, and we receive financial support from donors and churches who are cheering us on to go into the world and preach the gospel. It's a serious calling, and it feels like many are counting on us. We feel pressure to write these newsletters, testifying to how effective we are in ministry. And so our identity becomes more wrapped up in our role as a missionary than our identity as the beloved of God. And this can lead to blind spots in our lives where we start saying yes to too much and we're driven by the need and calling at the cost of our spiritual, emotional, physical, and relational health. And This cost especially impacts those of you who have missionary children. Children don't want to stand in the way of ministry. And parents will bring their children in because of concerning behaviors. And as we work with family, we discover that behaviors are often ways that children are trying to communicate that they or their families are not okay. Michelle Phoenix recently published results of a survey of adult MKs in mental health. And in her article, she states, MKs are experts at protecting their parents from what is threatening their own sense of stability, worth, and safety. They don't want to add to their caregiver stress or make them worry, and will not easily bring up the distress they're living with. So it's up to the adults who love them to create contexts, relationships, and practices that allow for full disclosure. It's worth taking time to evaluate. How important has ministry become over your own spiritual and emotional health, or the health of your family? Now, at the end of the day, I would summarize the four points in this way. What ties these points together and at the heart of what we want missionaries to know is that we have a choice before us, the choice to avoid or to face the hard, sometimes painful and scary things. We have the choice to avoid or face the warning signs, the lights on the dashboard, so to speak, that they're trying to tell us things are not okay in here are we going to frame our struggles only as spiritual issues and hope to rationalize them away or will we allow our fear of what others may think just to keep us from our struggles and behind closed doors until it reaches a crisis will we avoid slowing down to attend to the grief and loss we experience and finally will we avoid stopping from time to time to evaluate whether ministry has taken priority over love for God, ourselves, and others. It's also something that we are not meant to do alone. We need to reach out and ask for help, hopefully with some safe people. And if it feels like you don't have anyone, that's why Cornerstone and other centers like ours exist, to come alongside and support you towards greater wholeness in you and in those that you love. Our desire is to help you experience God's hope and healing and to share the weight of whatever is keeping you from that. Now, as we finish, I want to share a quote from Gerald Sitzer in his book, A Grace Disguised. It was written after the very tragic death of his wife, daughter, and mother in a car accident. And this is what he writes. The quickest way for anyone to reach the sun and the light of day is not to run west chasing after the setting sun, but to head east, plunging into the darkness until one comes to the sunrise. I discovered that in that moment that I had the power to choose the direction my life would head, to run from the loss and pain or to face it, and allow myself to be transformed by my suffering rather than to think I could somehow avoid it. Our counseling staff has witnessed this transformation through suffering many, many times. I wouldn't still be doing counseling if I didn't see God's incredible goodness and love poured out onto those who seek help. We see them plunge into the darkness and choose to face instead of avoid pain. And our clients are truly our heroes as we see their bravery and courage in the midst of agony and fear as they face the wounds of their past, their struggles in the present, with the hope of freedom and healing for their future and the future of those they love. And it is definitely a privilege and honor for us to come alongside them, to come alongside you. So I leave you with this picture from one of my favorite scenes of Lord of the Rings. As King Theoden turns from his fear of the daunting enemy, all the orcs that are in front of him, flanked by his soldiers and reinforcements. He looks out into the darkness with the enemy before him and he says, so it begins. May your journey begin today as you hear from our experience and may it give you courage to face whatever is before you, to reach out for needed support and
0: embrace the healing God has for you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope that you were encouraged by this flashback to the 2021 Church Mental Health Summit. What was it that stood out for you in Grace's session? I encourage you, if you can schedule in some time to take some action on that moment. If you like this session, you're going to want to sign up for the next Church Mental Health Summit. It's going to be on October 10th. Registration is absolutely free and that gives you access to all 50 talks go to churchmentalhealthsummit.com. Thanks for connecting. Take care.